Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Frontiers in Learning, a program focused on education and its role in meeting the needs of our area's changing economy. Hi, I'm Chris Shovlin. Today, for thousands of students and their families, it has been a godsend. For others, it's a threat to traditional public schools. It's brought hundreds of great-paying jobs to our area while also playing a controversial role. We'll weigh in on both sides of the issues of cyber charter schools with Brian Hayden, the newly named CEO of the Beaver County based Pennsylvania's Cyber Charter School. Brian was named CEO in January. He's currently working on his PhD in education management and leadership. He is a longtime education leader and public policy expert who had proven his dedication and commitment to PA Cyber's governance as a member and president of the board of directors and now leads its administration. Mr. Hayden steps in at a time when PA Cyber is reorganizing, reinvigorating, and rededicating itself to its most important clientele. It's thousands of students from across the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And they are your most important clientele. Yes, they are. Um, We have over, uh, as of Friday, we went over 10,500 students uh, for this school year. We're hoping to hit 11,000 before the summer starts. And um, we're uh, proud of every single one of them. That is an amazing number to me. And when you think about a single school educating that many students, how how is the magic done? Uh, 750 dedicated employees scattered all over the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. We we have about half of those employees that are situated here in Midland. Um, Many of our teachers work from home. Uh, We um, and then we have eight regional officers, offices around the state that have uh, a mix of administrators, teachers, counselors, and admissions people to serve our students. Brian, tell me about communicating between a student and teacher, how the communications are handled. Uh, well, it's, it's all virtual, um, online, either through uh, uh, the Internet. You know, we have a system where the students and teachers can communicate through their courses, uh, the email, and, of course, uh, telephones. But uh, we do have certain policies in place, like every new family that joins us must come to a site for a face-to-face interview. Uh, We encourage them to come for uh, an orientation session, which we can do either online or face-to-face, but we we like them to come face-to-face. And, of course, our offices are available all the time for technical assistance, uh, for questions about the courses. We offer a program called ArtReach in all of our regional offices where students can come on site and take art classes. We have a mad scientist program where they can come. <laughs> yes, I was in Allentown a couple of weeks ago and happened to have a mad scientist program, and 30 elementary kids came rushing through the door, um, very excited about uh, uh, an experiment with um, uh, feathers and oil and how that impacts birds and flight and so forth. So um, we use all, all means of communication. 
It sounds like real school uh, for all intents and purposes. It's real school with real teachers and real principals and real diplomas and real students and real classes and real grades. Uh, the, the week I started here, there was a Washington Post article about the Bethlehem, Pennsylvania School District and how the uh, $25 million a year that the charter schools were taking out of that district were detrimental to the school as a whole. At some point in there, they said, and this is surprising being a Washington Post mm. reporter, about cyber charter schools have quote-unquote no facilities. And I said, where do they think we teach 10,500 students, you know, in a Starbucks where, our, you know, teachers open up a laptop and use free internet. <laughs> free yeah. I mean, we essentially provide nearly every service that a traditional public school does beyond lunch, transportation, athletics. What grades are they in? Is this K through 12? Is it K through 12? Um, our high schools, the biggest section, our 9th through 12th graders, we have over 5,000 students in our high school, and there aren't too many high schools in, in the, this, this area that are, are that large. It sounds to me like there would be a myriad of reasons why kids and their families would choose uh, Pennsylvania Cyber Charter School. And, and I, I'm sure you can't give me all of the reasons, but give me some of the top ones. I uh, was told by several people here, if we have 10,000 students, we have 10,000 reasons. Um, I'm beginning to find out that that's true. Part of um, my orientation for myself here is that we've been visiting the, the regional offices. Um, so I've gotten an opportunity to meet students. I've gotten an opportunity to meet their parents in them. And it, it's a huge mix. I mean, there are students who just did not function well in a traditional public school. I met one young lady, straight-A student, um, unbelievably shy and uh, can't imagine what it would be like for her to have to walk through the halls and sit in the cafeteria, um, you know, while while she's trying to learn. Uh, we have gifted students who don't believe that their school is providing them sufficient gifted. Um, we've got 2,000 special ed students in this school um, that their families have decided to come here uh, and pretty much everything in between. So does PA Cyber offer things that brick and mortar schools, the traditional ones, don't offer or is it basically the same type of education? It's similar. I mean, the, the course is the same. I mean, we're, of course, uh, you know, a public school, so our students have to complete the same coursework that you would at any traditional public school. Um, we also have extracurricular activities. We have clubs. We have a student newspaper. We have a German club. Uh, we have an equestrian club. We have a DECA team that's going to be competing in Harrisburg uh, with DECA teams from around the state. Um, we also have field trips. Uh, we have three proms coming up in in the uh, spring um, for our students and uh, a whole myriad of other activities that, that other students could participate in. I actually spoke at a couple of the commencements. I, I got to introduce uh, uh, the graduates at a couple of the commencements uh, that were uh, here in Pittsburgh. But you just don't have one commencement for the entire state. You have commencements all over the state, correct? Yes. This year we're going to have try to have two. We, we've had three in the past, one east, one central, one west. Um, we're going to see if it works better to have one in the east. That'll be at Duquesne University. And then the central west, uh, east commencement will be at Kutztown State University. Um, we have about 1,200 graduates a year. Um, they don't all come to commencement, obviously, because one of the unique things about the schools, we graduate students all year. Mm -hmm. So if they complete their coursework today, they're graduated. 
we welcome them to walk, but you know that's up to them. Sure, absolutely. Brian Hayden is my guest. He is the newly named Chief Executive Officer of the Pennsylvania Cyber Charter School. We're speaking to him uh, in his office uh, here in Beaver County in Midland in particular. Brian, I need to uh, raise a, a couple of other questions. Obviously, there's been plenty of controversy regarding the way PA Cyber was, was founded and operated originally, and its top challenges have been accountability and transparency. Tell me how, in your short time, and I know that you were a member of the board before this, but tell me how you've addressed those concerns regarding transparency and, and those other issues in particular. Well, well, the issues that occurred before, and, and you know, I said I wasn't even here then, um, so I, I know what most people know, were not at all a result of anything that was done in terms of the integrity of the school itself. In fact, the, both the state and the federal agencies, the investigative agencies, actually declared the school a victim of of, of those of those issues. Um, but we have the same reporting requirements that any traditional public school does. The PDE comes in and reviews us. We have to have the, the statewide tests that everybody else does. Those are reported. Uh, we have a public school board that meets in public. Uh, our documents are all available for public review. Um, we also uh, undergo an independent audit every year. So we have the same level of accountability. Um, in addition to that, uh, I think we have the extra responsibility because of, mm -hmm. of, of the history to be additionally accountable. Um, we have instituted one of the strongest nepotism policies in Beaver County. In fact, I would challenge any other public school to show that it, it's, you know, no longer can uh, direct relatives of board members or, or any employee uh, now become an employee of PA Cyber. Um, we have instituted a, uh, a social media policy um, with all of the issues that you see in public schools, well, and private schools where uh, adult uh, employees are engaging in inappropriate mm -hmm. contact with minor students. It's, you know, we don't allow our employees to have any social media contact, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, or anything like that. So we're trying very hard to become even more accountable than we're required to be. Brian Hayden is my guest. We're going to take a short time out. We'll continue talking with the CEO of the Pennsylvania Cyber Charter School coming up next here on Frontiers in Learning. Lincoln Learning Solutions is a Beaver County-based nonprofit organization whose mission is to empower learning communities by providing them with products, strategies, and services aligned with proven educational practices. Lincoln Learning Solutions is the creator of Lincoln Empowered, a comprehensive new pre-K through 12 online curriculum that offers the highest degree of flexibility and personalization possible. Want to learn more? Visit www.lincolnlearningsolutions.org. Did you know that recent studies show a direct correlation between involvement in theater and success in math, reading, and writing? Sign up now for the spring semester of performing arts classes at the Henry Mancini Academy. Classes for children ages 3 to 18 include musical theater, voice, acting, dance, improv workshops, and master classes, not to mention a musical, The Jungle Book. Is your child stage ready? Visit ManciniAcademy.com or call 724-576-4644, extension 1311, to enroll. 
Community College of Beaver County has been leading, educating, innovating, and inspiring students in our community for 50 years. And we're just getting started. Tomorrow holds even more promise with a growing number of new programs, partnerships, and pathways serving a more diverse student body. Be sure to join us in celebrating our great history and achievements by visiting the 50th anniversary website at ccbc.edu slash 50th sharing your CCBC story on social media, or attending our many special events. Now is the time to find your way to CCBC, educating Beaver County since 1966. Once again, I'm Chris Shuplin with Brian Hayden, the newly named CEO of the Pennsylvania Cyber Charter School. He's uh, been in this position since January. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Nicole Granito, your chief operating officer, took the helm during the interim between Dr. Cotty and your appointment. And she was a stabilizing force from what we've been hearing. Uh, what can you say to her and to your staff uh, through this transition and uh, and through being in the news so much? Well, first place, Nicole did an excellent job. She's been here, I don't know, 12 or 13 years, worked her way up. Um, she's a teacher who started in that role and then moved into administration. And she has been a, a great resource for me uh, personally in terms of uh, history and the mechanics of the school and who people are and what they do. She actually knows the names of every one of our 750 employees. Wow. Yes. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I know the names of about seven right now, <laughs> but, um, but the entire executive team, I mean, our, our academic side, Al, Alan Fritz and Jen Shove, you know, Nicole and her, um, her deputy, um, Eric Wolfel, um, Matt Schultes, the entire executive team is really outstanding here. They, I, I'm, I'm really um, blessed in a way that, that I had the quality of people, their experiences, their integrity um, to, to, to back me up so immediately. Um, it's nice to step into a position and kind of not look around the room and think, why are these people here? <laughs> um, so I, I can say for my predecessors, you know, they built an excellent leadership team. And I think that that uh, filters down throughout um, PA Cyber, and I'm beginning to learn, you know, about a real, you know, so many really committed um, uh, professionals who who really care most and first about our students. That's the important thing, no doubt about it. Let's talk about you personally a little bit. You not only served on the faculty and the administration at the Community College of Beaver County, but you worked in, in government on both the state and federal levels for former Representative Nick Colafella and former Congressman Ron Clink. What do you bring to PA Cyber from that level of your background? Well, um, several things. One is I've worked my entire career in Beaver County, so I, I know Beaver County, and even though we're a statewide school, we're based here. Um, I watched PA Cyber grow from a, an idea. Um, you know, I remember when Midland High School closed. I remember uh, when the uh, tuition agreement with Beaver ended. I remember um, Midland kids having to go to East Liverpool. So, I mean, I really do have a sense of the why the school is here and its purpose and, you know, the reasons it was founded, um, the good, the very good reasons and necessary reasons that it was founded. Um, it also, my 
time with government has given me a really broad understanding of a community, um, the workforce, uh, education, both K-12 and higher education, um, economic development, community development, how they all tie together. You know, while I'm pleased that, you know, we're such a large employer, it's unfortunate now that a public school is the largest employer in this town. Um, you know, unless you're Pitt or Penn State or, or Edinburgh, I don't think a public education, a public educator should be the largest um, employer in a community. So we need to, uh, you know, we have a responsibility, I think, to make sure that our students are, are prepared for whatever comes next. Um, an important part of this job is advocacy. Uh, we're a public school. We're funded by public tax dollars. We're accountable to to, to public taxpayers as well as is the legislature. Um, I know pretty much all of our legislators. I know that process, and so it, it gives me uh, an opportunity to meet with them regularly. In fact, later this week we'll be making our first trip to Harrisburg, and we'll be meeting with some people there. In addition, I've met with um, almost all of the Beaver County-based legislators and have appointments with the two remaining. Um, and uh, they've been supportive and continue to be, but I want them to know, you know, I'm here, and, and if they have questions or concerns, where they can go for, for those answers. I was in Harrisburg the last time I was there. One of our local state legislators said publicly that cyber schools and charter schools are not going to go anywhere. At the same time, uh, the debate comes about when, with regard to funding and the funding formula in the state. Where do you think it needs to go? Well, and we're not going to go anywhere. I mean, I, I actually teach an online course at community college still. So, you know, they're everywhere now, online courses, and they're not, um, you know, they're not, they're not going to disappear. Um, the funding is tricky. Uh, you know, the original charter law never anticipated cyber charter schools. It, it didn't. It was written at a time where they were not even in existence. So, we agree that a, re a responsible reform bill needs to be undertaken, but it needs to be fair and it needs to be equitable and it needs to be common sense and it can't put our students at a disadvantage. It's, it's very frustrating me for sometimes when you hear the debate about charter school funding, they talk about everything but the 10,500 students we have. Um, they are... Uh, as important as any other student. They deserve the best quality education. Uh, I've sort of half-joked before, we're not kidnapping them off the streets. <laughs> their, their parents are, and they are choosing to come here voluntarily. And, you know, that we should all work together to make sure that those educations are the best they can be. There will always be controversy. Yeah. Uh, at least in, in, in this day and age, there's controversy. And I'm wondering if the divisiveness will ever go away between cyber schools and traditional schools. I, I hope so. Um, I, I don't see the, the traditional schools as, as an enemy. Um, they are a one option for families. I was educated in the center school district myself. I think I got an outstanding education there. I'm still in contact with some of my teachers, and I'll tell you, I think they're some of the best educators probably that exist in this country and in, in, in the base I got. Um, it worked for me, and it does work for millions of other students, but it doesn't work for everybody. And the traditional schools um, should be, I think, more uh, cooperative with the families 
who choose to leave. I mean, it's been very disheartening in the last few days, some of the comments made by um, some of the public schools about the governor's budget that there's no cut. There was a, a tweet uh, today issued by the president of the Pennsylvania School Boards Association, who's, you know, a, a elected official that essentially had our students as computers on a keyboard. I mean, that is not a high quality level of discussion. And, you know, my first comment to that was, you know, if one of the students in your school made a comment like that about another student or a teacher, you would you would consider that inappropriate and you would deal with it. We'll come back and conclude our conversation with Brian Hayden, the CEO of the Pennsylvania Cyber Charter School. I have a, a few more questions, including uh, one that has circulated throughout Washington, D.C. Uh, just over the past few weeks uh, with a controversial uh, appointment of a new uh, Secretary of Education. We'll come back and talk and get Brian's thoughts about that next here on Frontiers in Learning. Lincoln Learning Solutions is a Beaver County-based nonprofit organization whose mission is to empower learning communities by providing them with products, strategies, and services aligned with proven educational practices. Lincoln Learning Solutions is the creator of Lincoln Empowered, a comprehensive new pre-K through 12 online curriculum that offers the highest degree of flexibility and personalization possible. Want to learn more? Visit www.lincolnlearningsolutions.org. Did you know that recent studies show a direct correlation between involvement in theater and success in math, reading, and writing? Sign up now for the spring semester of performing arts classes at the Henry Mancini Academy. Classes for children ages 3 to 18 include musical theater, voice, acting, dance, improv workshops, and master classes. Not to mention a musical, The Jungle Book. Is your child stage ready? Visit ManciniAcademy.com or call 724-576-4644, extension 1311, to enroll. Community College of Beaver County has been leading, educating, innovating, and inspiring students and our community for 50 years. And we're just getting started. Tomorrow holds even more promise with a growing number of new programs, partnerships, and pathways serving a more diverse student body. Be sure to join us in celebrating our great history and achievements by visiting the 50th anniversary website at ccbc.edu slash 50th sharing your CCBC story on social media, or attending our many special events. Now is the time to find your way to CCBC, educating Beaver County since 1966. Back at Pennsylvania Cyber Charter School in the main office with CEO Brian Hayden. And by the way, Brian is currently working on his Ph.D. in education management and leadership. You're doing that while you're uh, maintaining the administrative position here at PA Cyber and doing everything else uh, that you need to do. And I'm wondering how that's come along for you. Uh, slower than anticipated, <laughs> but I'm at Robert Morris University. Thank and you. It's, welcome. <laughs> it's a program designed for career professionals, so it's it's meant for people who are working and, and trying to complete their their degrees. So hopefully within a year or so, it'll. I'm only I, I say only have the dissertation left. I've completed the coursework, so now I, I just need to 
commit myself to, to doing my homework and, and finish writing the dissertation. Well, full disclosure, I'm still the play-by-play -play voice after 30 years of the Robert Morris Colonials. And even if I could do something for you, put a good <laughs> word in for the, uh, to, the, to the staff up there, they probably wouldn't pay attention to me anyway. No, it's all on me. It's <laughs> my responsibility. <laughs> Absolutely. Earlier, I had mentioned that uh, there's been some controversy swirling around Washington and actually throughout the entire country because it uh, uh, has been a swirling controversy regarding President Trump's nomination of Betsy DeVos as Secretary of Education and, of course, her appointment, the historic tie-breaking vote from Vice President Mike Pence to confirm her in the Senate. Let me just get your thoughts on that uh, since you're here in a, in a cyber charter school uh, atmosphere, and that is one of the things that uh, she is proposing. Well, as I stated previously, I don't think that traditional public schools and charter schools or cyber charter schools or private schools or any other version of KTEL schools should consider each other competition. Um, we all serve the same purpose. It's to educate kids, um, to get them ready for whatever it is they want to do in the future, go to college, go to trade school, join the military, stay home and raise kids, uh, whatever. Um, I think it's important <clears throat> that we all work together to provide each each level or each sector, I guess, of, of, of public education and has sufficient resources. Um, you know, as someone who worked for 20 years in the government, I can say in the last several months, I'm glad I'm sitting on the sidelines <laughs> watching it because I, I think it's, it's become a much tougher place than it used to be. And I hope that we can sort of start to heal those wounds and and begin to, you know, look at, at the real issues that are out there. Um, in no way does PA Cyber want to privatize public education. Um, I think it's just as important that for, for students who, who can thrive in and prefer uh, the brick-and-mortar school where you ride the yellow school bus like I did and eat in the cafeteria and, and, and go to courses and classes and so forth, I think it's important that that sector stay extraordinarily strong. Um, you know, right now that's still the largest sector of public education in America, and, and it probably will be for a long time. At the same time, I think that, you know, to be fair, that our students and our families deserve the same, um, you know, adequate resources and, and respect within the community. Earlier, you intimated how PA Cyber got started. First is the Western Pennsylvania Cyber Charter School. It was an attempt to educate, I believe, something between 30 and 50 students to get them back across the Ohio border into Pennsylvania uh, where their parents were paying taxes uh, for an education. And that was the origin of this. And now you're angling to get at, uh, get toward 11,000 students in the very near future. With all that said, what is the future of cyber education? How big can it grow? Uh, are there technical or educational boons on the horizon? You know, it's interesting. I've been um, endeavoring over the last month to meet as many of my employees as I can, and we're we're making good progress. By the first week in March, uh, we will have had the opportunity to speak to every single employee, either in person or or virtually. Um, one of the things in every one of the sessions we talk about is the where to go next. Uh, we can't sit here and be who we are now. You know, in 2000, when this school was conceived, uh, I said, how many people even had the internet at home? And if you did, it was dial-up for those of us old enough to remember that. You know, mobile phones were a curiosity, and they were, they were a phone. You could call somebody, maybe, 
if mm. you happen to be underneath a tower. Typically, you carried it around in a bag. Yes, exactly. I wish I would have saved my bag phone, <laughs> my first mobile phone, because I'd like to show it to to you know kids, especially now, and say, "Hey, this is my phone." You know, there. You know, when this school was started, I mean, it really was a a a, a risk, and it was a a very um, uh, new and unknown way to educate students and you know this whole idea of sitting in front of a computer and and that there would be curriculum provided and you could learn from it and 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 succeed and, and graduate I think was just almost an, an a concept most people couldn't even believe and here it is you know there are about 33,000 students in, in in Pennsylvania and cyber charter schools um, traditional public schools are now starting their cyber programs and response to, to us, I think it's going to continue to grow. The technology, you know, who would have thought, I've said this before, I remember when I had my bag phone, I remember seeing what became known as a flip phone mm -hmm. for sale, and it was like $2,400 for a flip phone, <laughs> and saying to myself, boy, I hope someday I can afford one of those. Well, now, you know, the flip phone, they give those away. Mm -hmm. And to think about what the smartphones do now, and in that little, I'm 52 years old, I'm embarrassed to say that, in that little device that you can put in your hand or your back pocket, it opens the world up to you in a way that we could not have conceived when we were in, in high school. So who knows for five years from now, I mean, we're already trying to talk about virtual reality and other things that, that we think are going to be the next stages of how we teach. The Jetsons have nothing on us. They, they do not. And and all of those things that seemed um, so science, you know, what do you want to say, science, science fiction-y, mm -hmm. Are, are now just accepted parts of the way we live. Brian, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, and thank you so much for providing me with your time to be on Frontiers and Learning here today. Hopefully we'll be able to uh, talk in the near future about the next steps that PA Cyber's taking. Yeah, thank you. I've really enjoyed the opportunity, and we're all you're always welcome to, to come down and, and learn about uh, how we teach. And that's it for this week. Thanks to our guest and to you for listening. Frontiers in Learning comes to you through a grant from Lincoln Learning Solutions in cooperation with the Community College of Beaver County and the Lincoln Park Performing Arts Center. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect those of this station's staff and management. You can find podcasts of this and all of our shows online at TalkShoe.com. Search Frontiers in Learning. If you'd like to suggest a topic or have a question or comment, please email your thoughts to frontiers at lppacenter.org. That's frontiers at lppacenter.org. The producer of today's show is Don Cameron. Music by Lincoln Park Senior Joey Finello. I'm Chris Shublin, reminding you to tune in next week for another stimulating edition of Frontiers in Learning. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.